The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And Dom, you're looking very happy today. Oh, I am. I am because I've just discovered, Charles, there is something out there which can solve not just my financial problems, not just yours, not just the chasers. Oh my goodness. But everybody. There is an asteroid out there. It's shaped like a potato and it is worth 10 quintillion dollars, Charles. <laughs> 10 quintillion dollars. A trillion is a thousand billion. A quadrillion is a thousand thousand billion. So quintillion. Quintillion is a thousand million billion. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's right. To make it easier to understand, just think of 10 000 000 000 000 000 000 000. Why is it worth that much? Keep listening. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So, Charles, this is apparently worth 70,000 times more than the whole of the world economy. This asteroid. <laughs> you know that that doesn't make sense. Well, like, if we go and get it, <laughs> yeah. then the world economy will grow. Do you think this is why Elon Musk has decided that space is the final frontier? That actually the whole Mars thing is just a MacGuffin. And the actual reason he's going up there is because he's found out about this asteroid. He wants to fly a tester up there. Yeah. And it'll solve Twitter's financial problems. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't think it'll be enough for that. But <laughs> hilariously enough, the people who do actually want to mine this thing, can you guess who it is that want to go up there and genuinely mine this asteroid? It's called the Psyche asteroid, by the way. Well, let's go through it. I presume Twiggy Forest has a yeah, share. Gene Reinhardt, yeah, Gene Reinhardt. Yeah, I'm sure they're interested in it. But presumably it'll be someone incredibly evil. Is it Saudi Arabia or something? Oh, you'd imagine they'd be pondering yeah. how they could get up there. Well, what is it? It's fucking NASA. NASA want to NASA. launch a spacecraft to mine this to thing. To mine it? So what's on it? Metals. Precious metals in vast size. Basically, the theory here is that oh, um, it's so 124 miles wide. Mm. They think it might have been a core of a planet it's sort of in its early development. Yes. But basically, yeah, it's not entirely sure what's in it, but it's mostly iron <laughs> and nickel, they think. So basically, if you just imagine an absolutely giant amount of metal, rather than digging it out of the ground. But this is bad news for Twiggy Forest, because he's hot. And Gina, they're both heavily into iron ore. What if the world gets flooded with cheap iron ore well, from an asteroid? I think that's why... Twiggy Forest's building a giant <laughs> magnet somewhere in the Pilbara, isn't it? It's absolutely enormous. It doesn't sound like a very glamorous set of... Me- like, I was thinking you were going to say it was, like, lithium and... Gold. And also things like beryllium, which actually can solve all the world's problems. Or, you know, like those obscure... Einsteinium. The thing I like about this mission, too, and I'm reading this from Earth.com, is that NASA's come up with all of these supposed scientific ob- objectives, like if 16 Psyche is indeed the exposed core of an early planet, that would help us understand how planets form. Yes. Work out how old it is, mm. investigate the topography, <laughs> study the elemental yeah. composition, and then mine the fuck out of it. I think that's basically the so, aim. But what would you do with all that iron? I mean, build more space. Build more presumably. Eiffel Towers. Yeah. Everyone can have their own Eiffel Tower with that much iron, couldn't we? Well, 124 kilometre sphere yeah, of, of this. Of iron. I mean, that's absolutely okay, massive. That, that is quite a lot. I, yeah. I presume that the only fair way to do it 
Yeah. Would be if we just all get a share. You think that's what they'll do? They'll just share Yeah, they'll it out just share it out. They'll go, okay, everyone on planet Earth gets an equal share in this. Yeah, because that's the way humans always share spoils. Like if you're out walking in the woods or something like that mm. with, with your friends, yes. and you find a $10 note, the only fair thing to do is to split it up. Yeah, no, that is true. That is how it works. But I feel like if you were out walking in the woods and you found a 124 kilometer sphere of iron <laughs> <laughs> and nickel, you probably wouldn't split it up evenly. You'd merge. Murder your other you would, friends. You would actually murder, yeah. yeah. The hope yeah. here is to reach it in, I don't know, 2026 or something. How do you get the medal back? Like, Is this literally the plot line of Deep Impact where they send miners up into space? I mean, there have been different valuations. There's another valuation that's 10,000 quintillion. I did economics, Dom. I can tell you a little bit about this. Price is governed by supply and demand, mm. right? First of all, the supply is going to go through the roof which yeah. will place downward pressure on prices. So no one will want iron because we all and, have our own little bit well, of Well, and there'll be no demand for iron because there'll be fucking iron everywhere. At least everyone who takes iron tablets will be able to get them <laughs> cheaper. EconomicTimes.com says, if the asteroid is divided equally, everyone becomes a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it'll totally work. Well, look, I'm wondering whether the chaser should get involved in this enterprise. Oh, I, would, I would have thought we'd be the natural partners. That's how you... Truly make it a loss-making exercise. I don't know how you turn a 10 quid and trillion dollar nest egg into a deficit. Yeah. But we'll find I a way. I think we'd find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Probably by launching some sort of publication. I mean, imagine how big the publication would be that we could produce with that amount of money. Yes. We'd probably wrap the entire earth in chasing newspapers from space. We could go back into print. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way we can fund going back. By the way, if you think we should go back into print and you have vast amounts of money that you want us to burn to do that, just email podcast at chaser.com.au because we'd love to bring the newspaper back. Just that it's very expensive and we don't have the money to lose anymore. <laughs> but the Chaser is in print, Dom, because we print a vast number of Chaser annuals each year. Yeah. And it's going to press today. Oh, that's fantastic. I love the Chaser annual, but it's the newsprint. We, we did, I mean, you and I did most of the oh, layout. Yeah, we yeah. did a newsprint edition last year. That was so much fun. You know that that's how we remember it. But I talked to John Delmenico a few months ago because I thought, oh, maybe we should bring the, the newspaper. Yeah. Because yeah. he was in the office at the time when, when I finished the 100th edition last year. And he said, Charles, you actually said to me at the time you finished that, to remind you to never go into print. <laughs> because he said you knew enough about yourself that you knew that you would get enthusiastic about it. But that actually at the time you were incredibly distraught about how much effort the whole thing had taken. Yeah, but that's because you always try and do it on top of 600 other jobs. Like yes. If someone wants to pay us properly yes. to run a newspaper as a close to full-time endeavour, we'll probably, probably do well, the you know who as could, well. You know who could afford to do that? Who? NASA. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> More in a moment about this extraordinary asteroid. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report. More news, less often.
Yeah, or the Murdochs. They they could they could fund us to do a print. But are the Murdochs interested in it would print? Be tough too, because what would we write about if we weren't making fun of the Murdochs? But yeah, look, this I'm just putting it out there. If anyone has, uh, how many millions of dollars would we, would we need? Would we need well, a quintillion dollars to go back into print? Yeah, just one quintillion. Because mm. you were there all weekend working on the layup. I came mm. in and did a bunch of it. Yes. But you did the vast majority of it. And it mm. was. It was miserable, backbreaking work. Almost as bad as buying an Astro. But I remember it as really fun. I remember it as very enjoyable. It's just that at the time, I yeah. told a junior employee, remind me that I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the human capacity to block out yeah. the, sort of the dull aspect of trying to make all the text fit on a page. Because what I want to do is I want to actually launch a shot newspaper, right, oh. which is our sister site, which is mm. more serious, and have the chaser like at the back of that. It could be so, double-sided. Like I think that would work. Because we used to have back pages and you just have the shot stuff in the... You've got to have the satire on the front cover, don't you? I don't We're know. having I a think, business meeting on the podcast I think. Now. Well, I think the thing is, because the shot is so much more successful than the chaser now. Like, it is embarrassing. The shot does twice as many numbers as the chaser at every turn. Yeah, because angry people share the articles. And it's because it's really high-quality content. I think we've gone down the How wrong path. How did that path. happen? I know. Well, I think part of it is that the chaser website is geared towards really short-form ADHD yeah. content that yeah. takes about five seconds to consume. And that's not the way the world is shifting. Like, actually, if you're that sort of person, you don't read anymore. Oh, you're post-reading. I see. You go into so TikTok, yeah. So mm. either we've got to sort of develop a bit of cleavage and <laughs> and get into the TikTok or go longer form setter. That's mm. my thinking. Lots of good ideas there for how we're going to spend this asteroid money, Charles. Well, what would you personally, if you had, what was it, seven quintillion? It was once thought to be 700 quintillion, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> ten quintillion is the current. Oh, current t- ten quintillion mm. dollars. If you had ten quintillion dollars. I think there might be some gold in there too, by the way. What would I do? Yeah. I would buy every single single thing that Elon Musk has and I would just shut it down in a very stupid and clumsy way. Or I'd just bring in new management that fucked it up. I'm just trying to think of how to make him feel the pain that he's caused me for what he did to Twitter. I would buy Tesla and I would work out how to make it run, not on petrol, yeah. On coal. <laughs> so you'd have, a, you'd have a coal burner in it yeah. that basically so you, did giant emissions. You'd immediately become evil then, Dom, is what you're saying. It'd be worth it. Yeah. Because Elon Musk, I didn't realise how awful he was until he bought Twitter and his crazy views about the, as he calls it, the woke mind virus came out and basically Twitter became a, a cesspit. So that would be quite fun. SpaceX... Yes. How we, would we ruin SpaceX? I'm imagining rather than the spacecraft actually being, you know, amazing cutting-edge spacecraft, we make rides. They're just rides at Disney that go up on an arm about five metres off, <laughs> off the earth and then settle back down again. And you name them all after Elon's children. So that'd be quite fun. And the boring company, that I just leave that exactly the same as it yeah, is. Yeah. You can't get any more ridiculous than that. I found out this fascinating thing about, you know how SpaceX is launching all those satellites that you can now, like Starlink. Starlink, yeah. Right. So I went up to the Dane Tree, blissful time in the Dane Tree, mm. except that the sort of camping ground that we were staying at in their kitchen had access to Wi-Fi. Oh, dear. So it completely ruined my holiday because we just spent the whole time gathered around the kitchen. On, on devices. On the, <laughs> the Dane Tree? Are you serious? You really <laughs> Well, it meant that you weren't actually out of contact. Like, for the first couple of days, I didn't realise they had Wi-Fi and I just felt my every stress in my body just mm. evaporating. That's and so good. The moment I found out there was Wi-Fi, it was just like, oh, well, I better find out about that. But the thing I found out about Starlink is the carbon footprint 
Mm -hmm. of every bit that is delivered using Starlink is 30 times the carbon footprint. By cables. Yeah, by cables. Well, you'd think so, given the amount of rocket fuel that was used Mm. to put thousands of satellites up there. Yes. And the thing is, as listeners would know, we talked to that French guy. You weren't there, but we interviewed Mm. this French guy who talked about the carbon footprint of the cloud and stuff like that. And he said it's a real problem. Like, we think of the internet as not physical, but it's actually incredibly damaging to the environment. And Elon Musk's little satellite fucking network makes it 30 times worse. Yeah, we should run that on coal as well. (laughs) No, it's true. It it is terrible. It's actually the amount of power that's being used for data centres now. Mm. is absolutely shocking. I mean, it, the, yeah. the Bitcoin mining is the worst thing, and that's also something Elon's into. Mm. Gosh, this has been a wide-ranging conversation, <laughs> but no. But what else would you buy? With like, I think you're down to about... You're literally at a rounding error. Oh, you're basically right, yeah. at about $100 billion, which is nothing. I would buy almost everybody's land, uh, starting with the boomers. I'd oh, just yeah. buy all the land. You'd become like the royal family. And I'd buy the forests and just sort of leave them. And I would, I would work out who the biggest polluters were in the world, and I would bulldoze their house and build trees on them. Oh, I think that would be, that wouldn't that nice. be enormously enjoyable? So Al Gore was on the radio over the weekend. Are people still paying attention to Al Gore? How quaint. I know, it was very nice. He was on the New Yorker podcast. <laughs> of course he was. The really fascinating thing about uh, what he was saying is, so all the models until now have had some sort of assumption that if you cut off coal and gas and petrol, that basically you'd still have rising temperatures. Yeah, the yeah. sort of working rule of thumb has been, and we're going to have this fucking lag. Yeah, because we've sort of got all this locked-in carbon that's... Yeah, you know how they took sulphide out of the... Yeah, we talked about that in the podcast a few months ago. I learned so much from you, Charlie. And it it sort of... And what it did is it immediately increased the average temperature by about 0.5% across the globe. It's a complete disaster. But that's made them readjust their models, and they've actually discovered that if you cut off all the carbon emissions from fossil fuels now, the temperature of the planet would just... Stop rising. Like oh. It would be almost instantaneous. Literally within a couple of months, boom, it would stop rising. And then you'd have to start the process of sort of reversing your problems. I mean, that's a great prediction, Charles. Yeah. Because there's no way that's going to be tested. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. You could say you'll stop the carbon production now and the temperature would drop by 20 degrees and we'd have another ice age. Mm. We'll never find out. There's not a chance. No one's going to do a single thing to make this happen. Hear me out, Dom. Because if, if you've got 10 quintillion dollars. Oh, Hello. I'm thinking revolution on the streets. Like, instead of having to get shitty little stickers and homemade placards, you'd be able to properly fund a revolution. Well, you wouldn't even need to do that. You'd be able to get proper bayonets and guillotines and... I know, you know that's what, I mean? what you want to do, Charles. Yes. I know you enjoy that. Destroy the ancien regime. Why couldn't you just Cannon Brooks it with AGL and just buy Like, they're all public companies. Can't you just buy them all? Guess who the worst fossil fuel emitter in Australia is, according to the, the government ratings that are linked to the RET? It's AGL. AGL. Yeah, that's, AGL. Why, that's why didn't... Isn't that why he wanted to buy it and shut it down? That is why he bought it, right? Mm. And now but he owns the worst emitter. It, it still is. Like, because I was thinking, oh, you know, must have shifted in the last couple of years because I was looking at these figures that were like 2019 and they released the 2022 figures just recently. Still at AGL. Wow. Their business is running power stations that have coal-fired. Like yeah, you expect yeah. them to be up there. Yeah. Anyway, Charles, the important point is that this asteroid could solve all the world's problems. It could end money, basically. But do you think that, that would... in a global utopia. It, it would just not be like that. It would just be like the three people who happened to buy NASA shortly before this discovery mm. was made would benefit and no Nobody else would. We know that we're in a sort of 
post-democratic capitalist state. Well, also, Charles, if NASA succeed in reaching the, the asteroid, there are some forecasts that say 2029. Mm. But if it's 2027, mm. Donald Trump will be president of the United States. Yes. And he will personally figure out some way to own the asteroid Personally. Yes, he will. And so it'll be the Trump asteroid. It'll be plated in gold. And you'll be able to win a bit of it at some very <laughs> fine casinos and hotels. Yes, yeah, so Donald Trump will find a way to basically. Yeah. But the fascinating thing is he'll also find a way to lose money on the whole <laughs> venture. Actually, that's true. That solves the problem. He will own the asteroid. It will immediately be worth zero. And probably the Justice Department will make him pay a $250 million fine somehow, <laughs> as is probably going to happen in New York. There you go. So that's the asteroid that's going to solve, but not solve all. All the world's problems. Do we have to actually turn around and do the heavy lifting to make the world better, sort of incrementally? Is that is that a better model? Nah, it doesn't matter. Not going to happen. No, the whole Al Gore thing suggests that it's not so much a crisis in climate. It's actually a crisis in democracy because actually we know how to solve the climate problem. The thing that we're having trouble with is dealing with all the fucking billionaires who get in the way of it. But Charles, you've forgotten the most important aspect of all of this, right? Just to, to sort of end up. Oh, yeah. To, to solve that problem, that very actionable problem where the results would be immediate and totally worthwhile, mm. we would have to listen to Al Gore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not a chance. Our gear is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Don't forget to email podcast at chaser.com.au if you want to give us... I reckon we could run the newspaper again for 10 or $20 million a year. Not that much. Not that much. No. no. Maybe even less. Maybe even eight or nine. Let's find out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.